Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, thank you very much for uh, downloading the last Ultimate Couch Fans of the year. Uh, so just a quick message from me before I hand over to the Samster. I think we can all agree the breakout star of this show this year. Let's just remind ourselves, this is a 15-year-old kid who's only just got into the UFC. But not only is he, he gives great and wise analysis, he's funny. Um, so uh, the Samster is up next, chat to me, his review of 2017. Before that, what a gift at the weekend. UFC Winnipeg was fantastic. What Just topping off an amazing year, especially the last six months, like we said on last, year, uh, last week's review of the year. Um, couple of highlights for me and lowlights. I put money on Rafael Dos Anjos to win on points. Uh, I won a huge £18.75 from a £10 stake. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty minted right now. Looking pretty good at Christmas presents uh, if you're a friend of mine with my huge winnings. Um, however, it, it broke my heart to bet against um, ruthless Robbie Lawler. I'd always go down in my heart as one of my favourite UFC fighters. But I've never seen him dominated like that. I know he got sparked out ice by Tyrone Woodley, but I didn't like seeing him do- uh, Dutch dominated like that. Dos Anjos looked really good. Uh, he outstruck Lawler uh, and worked really well in the, the clinch. His cardio is fantastic. I'm sure pretty but soon we're going to see him next year. What, uh, match up against Woodley? Um, there were some other uh, amazing moments. Ricardo Lamas just getting knocked out with that unbelievable left hook from Josh Emmett, who didn't even make weight, was a late replacement, came in overweight, so obviously had to cut a load of weight, looked huge, and an amazing left hook, massive upset. I feel sorry for the guy, actually. Because he was overweight, Josh Emmett lost 30% of his purse straight away to Lamas, and then because he was overweight, he didn't get a $50,000 fight bonus. However, what bragging rights. Good on the guy. And then what an amazing fight. Platinumite Perry against the Pons. Santiago Ponzinibbio, uh, or as however Daniel Cormier kept trying to pronounce it. I love this fight. It was an insane fight, an amazing fight. Um, you know, and if there'd been less great fights in the last couple of months, that would have been a top three contender. But I really enjoyed it because there was just an air of danger about it. You, 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 you thought I can't look away. There could be a knockout at any moment. Um, I uh, again also backed the Pons, but I don't know what I was thinking. The odds weren't very good to back him as a, a winner on points. 
I thought he might knock out Platinum Mike Perry in the first round. He did almost knock out that spinning back fist. was uh, incredible. Um, but I really enjoyed this fight. Platinum Mike Perry is a character. He will be back. Um, however, the Pons, he's a smart, exciting striker. And then Glover Teixeira back. Um, I don't know who we're going to see him fight next. Maybe he's going to go and get his wish to fight DC. Um, but yeah, I, I loved UFC Winnipeg. There were some great fights. On the undercard, there was an amazing fight as well. Uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis, that's it. What a UFC debut for him against Darren Stewart. Um, so yeah, loads of great fights. Um, looked like everyone was calling out Rafael Dos Anjos afterwards. Darren Till and his trademark gorilla emoji. Um, I, I'd love to see that fight as well. Uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Really, really, really enjoyed it. That was a strange night for DC's commentary. In previous episodes of the show, he's been one of my heroes of the week because he's such an excitable fan like us. Um, however, he didn't have a great night commentating, did he? Do you think I'm right? Am I being unfair? He just seemed really one-sided to, to Robbie Lawler, who I idolise, uh, during the commentary of that fight. And just after the Lamas knockout, the way he kept going about how many times his head bounced off the <laughs> off the campus seemed to be just it's really odd, uh, let alone unprofessional. And I am someone who knows about being unprofessional. Anyway, um, that's enough of me waffling. Let's get into the Samster, the real Karate Kid. His review. I'm getting emotional, guys, because I'm going to speak to you for a while now. His review of 2017. I'm really keen to know what snacks and drinks you lay on when you're enjoying UFC. I have quite a sort of ritual routine now. I've got it down. What are the snacks that get made? The order of the drinks as well. If I'm watching like a whole, the whole night of it or staying up, trying to stay up through the night, or if I'm just watching the highlights. Anyway, we'll save that for next year. Let's get the Sam Strong. Bye-bye. So listen, I want to hear then, what are, you, uh, what are your highlights of this year? Highlights and lowlights, you know, the fights of the year, KOs of the year. I want to hear from your point of view, the real karate kid, the Samstar, off you go. Right, OK, so highlights. Let's have a think. So obviously I'm new to the sport, so this was the first year that I really got stuck into it. I mean, I'd seen events from uh, previous years and I'd seen some of the 2016 stuff. But the event that really introduced me to the sport this year, the first full card that I really got stuck into, was surprisingly the Bisping Henderson fight. Yep, I was, uh, I, I was up there for that. Yeah. I was up there for that. Oh, so, um, it was in London. Uh, wow. It's an uh, amazing, amazing night. It was up at uh, MEN Arena at, uh, well, that actually the Bisping Henderson fight, the Bisping Henderson 2, at uh, quarter five in the morning. I've been in the MEN Arena drinking since 11 in the evening. <sighs> It was, it was amazing. I took my wife to her first UFC event. It was a big, tough sell, that is. Yeah, it's in the evening and also the morning. And, in fact, the next day as well. If When you watch that back, right, I'm two... I'm literally the row behind Dana. I'm in the second row, wow. uh, cage side. You see me and my wife uh, putting hands down into a bag where we had like one of those big kilo bars of dairy milk and some kettle crisps to keep us going. You see me actually eating gourmetry during a fight. <laughs> so anyway, that was that was your because it was a great fight. I mean, it was almost over for uh, Bisping, but it was a it was a great fight between them. 
I've heard a lot of people saying that obviously everything's happened with Bisping recently, saying that his perfect send-off fight would be a third fight with Hendo. There's a lot of talk about Is that. Gonna, mm, I don't know whether you can convince him to come back. But the thing is, right, if you look at the rest of that middleweight division, I think that they're all pretty strong uh, chances that they may well beat Bisping now. And so you want to have a fight which isn't so predictable, whether you think Bisping's going to struggle, it's his last fight. And so he needs Mm -hmm. something where, you know, where it's not going to be one of the beasts that are coming through now that are younger and hungry and they're going to have his number. Uh, And I think a third... A third fight between them, I think, is a nice kind of fitting send-off. We'll, we'll wait and see. I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad if that was what they decide to do. Henderson's, you know, not in his prime anymore either. Um, I think that, could, that I think there'd be a lot of interest if that was announced that would be in London uh, in London as the final fight for, uh, for for Bisping. What's been? Who's been your fighter of the year? I'd be curious to know who that is for you. There's been so many. Um, I've just literally, uh, you know, the MMA Hour. I've just been listening to DC's interview on that. So obviously I've loved DC this year. He's sort of my main man. Yeah, we we know um, you know we know, you 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 still were the only guy I know that went into the John Jones fight thinking that DC would uh, would teach him a thing or two. Um, uh, and he, and it, it didn't. But I mean DC, and he's become a great, um, very enthusiastic commentator this year. Oh, you're so excited when he's on a card, aren't you? Yeah. He brings a different dynamic to it. I didn't think anyone could top Joe, but DC brings a whole new level to it, doesn't he? He's he's uh, like an excitable puppy. You know, he sort of bounces around a lot and stuff. So. He gets tangled up in his headphones and stuff like that. But he's a joyful <laughs> presence in there. And uh, and technically, his his knowledge is obviously huge. No, he's, he's been a great addition to the commentary team and the fights he's done this year. Did you hear one of his phrases he said the other day, which I thought summed DC up and could be a potential fight to nickname for him? What, what did he say? He said, uh, I can't remember what someone said. Someone gives it, oh, that was good, DC, wasn't it? He said, yeah, it was fine and dandy, mate. Fine and dandy. Wow, that's such a British There's phrase, isn't it? Fine and dandy. That's a real PG Woodhouse old school phrase in this country. Well, how did, who knew that uh, DC was a big fan of Jeeves and Worcester novels by PG Woodhouse? <laughs> Underused, isn't it? I'm going to try and bring it in at school. Get the youth saying fine and dandy. <laughs> Not just that, there should be UFC 239, fine and dandy. He's fine, <laughs> he's dandy, but only one can be fine and dandy. Who's going to be the finest? Who's going to be the dandiest? <laughs> Brought to you by Metro PCS. <laughs> cool. That's a bit interrupting, isn't it? When they sort of come in mid knockout with the adverts, <laughs> who times that? Honestly, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I know it's, it's the way that poor. It's always Joe Rogan never does the reads for Metro PCS. <laughs> it's not Daniel Cormier because he just start giggling or start moaning about the service when he wants called them or something. Like that. It's always John Anik that has to do that because now that Goldie's gone, sure. Goldberg's gone, John Anik does it. They, they're really heavily crowbarred in. He must be sat there nervously waiting for a gap in the action. When it breaks down, they go, uh, fighters is broken up by the referee here. Metro PCS. Uh, and it's just, it's just really clumsily done. I think Brian Lacey is the John Anik of this show. Do you agree? <laughs> not he's not needed, but come on. <laughs> oh, that is funny. The John Anik of the show. Wow. Taking down a big name, well, semi-big name, Brian Lacey. Uh, that's right. Who else have you liked this year? Who else has impressed you? Who are you excited about next year, seeing uh, Back in Action? I'm looking forward to seeing Whitaker. Obviously, it was GSP, but that's gone out the window now because of his vacation. 
of the belt, so I'm not really into him anymore. Oh. That's a bit disappointing. I know what it's like uh, at your age. Her- you know, my daughter, she stopped being a One Direction fan when Zayn left the band. It's so fickle at your age. You flick around, you know. So, yeah, you don't like GSP anymore just because he doesn't want to fight people with two eyes. And so you're uh, you're not interested in him. <laughs> it's one direction of fighting. Um, no, I, I think um, I think that's disappointing. I was listening to an interview the other day. Uh, I can't remember who it was. It was sort of a retro fighter. No, it was Charles Sonnen. And he was saying how back in his day, they'd put a fighter in front of you, you'd fight him. There was no questions about weight, yeah. no questions about anything. And I feel like getting that back in the sport would be nice and not uh, cherry-picking opponents. Yeah, yeah, not WWE. Yeah, no, no, you're quite right. But I just think GSB's not a natural middleweight, and I think that actually he judged that perfectly in thinking that he could come back and take on Bisping. I think he'd analysed Bisping's game and thought, do you know what, if there's any middleweight I could take, it's him. And he's looked at all the others now around, your Rockholds, especially your Robert Whittakers, and he's like, no, I'm not. I don't want to be trading punches with them. They're mm. great strikers. Uh, and I think they, uh, I think they would beat him. So I think he's he's done the right thing. And I think he's he's. There were many reasons four years ago why he left the sport. Right before you got into it, and a lot of them were. I don't think he was very happy in himself and the way that, mm. that he was being managed. And so I think he wants to be a bit happy what he's doing if he is going to be back in the UFC for a while. So it'd be interesting to see what, who he does fight and whether he goes back down to welterweight. What he does next. But what it does give us is the gift. That is Bobby Knuckles uh, against wow. Lukey Rockhold in, in February, not wow. long at all. The winner gets the middleweight strap. That's amazing. Yeah, I saw um, saw a picture of them next to each other today. Luke looks quite a bit taller, doesn't he? Don't it's want to talk about Luke's tall... look in front of you. But... Please don't. I'm going to faint. It's getting very hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I tell you what, though, when those two, I'm back here. I'm back in the fight. The, 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 my favourite striker in the UFC at the moment, and that's uh, Bobby Knuckles. I think he's. Uh, I think he's the future in that division. I, I. I'd like to see him win. Tough fight, though. Great fight. Can't wait for that one. If it stays on the feet, I'm saying first round finish by Bobby Knuckles. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how Rockhold struggled in his comeback fight he had in the last couple of months. Who did he fight, Derek? Oh, was it not Brunson? I know. Uh, I know you mean. No, I know you mean. Uh, it was some, yeah. He was like number ten rank. Yeah, and he, and he sort of got rocked. Yeah, he did, and he took a long time. He looked quite sluggish and slow. I mean, he hadn't been fighting for a while. Um, it'd be interesting to see uh, if he can still get back to how sharp he how he was before Bisping knocked him out. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to seeing that in the. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's been your, your, who, who, what's been your favorite fight of the year? Can I have a favorite round of the year to yeah, start with? Yeah, go for it. Yep. Because, 
So I'd say round two of DC Jones until it went into the third round, because that's when I was getting a little bit smug and thinking DC was running away with it. Yep. So in terms of that, I'd say that a fight of the year, oh, that's good. I think I'd have to say, um, I know it was only, I know it was a short fight, but it's, it's a recent one. Cody TJ, that was amazing the way that TJ came back and showed what a um, what an amazing, well-rounded fight he was. I thought that was super cool. That was an amazing. Yeah, be I my mean, fight of the year. that was my uh, my card of the year. Actually, was that whole night of uh, obviously three three new champions crowned that night with obviously TJ Rose. And uh, with with GSP, but that Dillashaw fight was incredible because Cody Garbrandt is an amazing striker, an amazing fighter. If there'd been another twenty seconds, thirty seconds at the end of that first round, he he's the winner. He's getting his arm raised. Cody finishes it in the first yeah, round, but there wasn't. I mean, his lights were out at the end there, and then the the, the klaxon went, the bell went, and he was saved by it. Second round, it comes out, and it's a different fight, different winner, different result, and that's why this this sport is the greatest sport on earth. But it was you're right in terms of a, uh, a an amazing action fight. That that was it. You're right. It's uh, I, I I hope that TJ gets to fight Demetrius Johnson next year. Do you think, I think uh, Demetrius is going to try and back out. It didn't seem like he liked the idea of the fight to start with. No, um, and he doesn't I heard seem that keen, does he? I mean, is he, he really, <laughs> he's, he, any, he's got any moment, you know, to say that he wants them, this fight's going to happen, he's going to make it happen. But he he hasn't been saying that whatsoever. I think it's, I don't know, I, I don't know what's going on there, what, what he thinks he's going to do next or just hang around the division because he needs to do something next to keep the fans excited about him. Now he's got the the record of undefeated uh, uh, fights. When he said when he said the words, "I do not want to fight TJ Dillashaw," it was a bit of a hint. Yeah, but I mean, I look, I'm one of those guys who reads that. between the lines, is what I'm saying. It sounds so. <laughs> we're smart men, Christian. We're smart men. <laughs> uh, what's your uh, knockout of the year, Samster? Oh, so it'd be hard to compete with with the recent one, wouldn't it? Uh, you talking that about was, Francis and Garnu? In go- oh, there's only one, isn't there? Francis yeah. Ngannou. I, I, I don't think I can really compare any others to that in terms of um, what a shock it was. People were saying, oh, he's not got the knockout power to, to knock out anyone with more skills than him. I know that Ovim hasn't got the best chin in the game, but you cannot take that away from him. I think a good knockout isn't just what it looks like because they've been better knockouts. I think it was what that meant for the UFC and what that means for the heavyweight division. Do you know what? That is brilliantly said. Brian and I struggled to say that last week. You've just nailed it. You're quite right because it sets up now. Stipe Miocic uh, taking on uh, Ngannou and that is a heavyweight fight that we've not seen for a long, 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 long time. There are so many great fights that have already been announced for next year. I can't wait. And that card is stacked. You've got DC Vulcan on that card as well, Yeah, I'm not worried about that. I mean, that, come on. I mean, I know you could go to some sort of... Get out of it. Some sort of shrine for uh, DC and his big old man tits. Here you go, titties. But I'm telling you now, no one cares about him on what time is it Vulcan? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not a great nickname, is it? It's interesting fight, that Miocic fight. Yeah. So bringing it back to DC, he said that's exactly how he felt before he fought Rumble. Everyone was saying he's got this crazy knockout power, he's going to spark you out. But actually, Miocic's wrestling is amazing, which we don't really see a lot, but he's got that massive background in wrestling, which he can definitely bring in. And if he can get, I know it's not going to be easy, but if he can get the fight to the ground... 
that's going to be interesting. Uh, I think he's an NCAA one. Uh, and I always dream one day that someone's going to say that about me. But you know that, Christian O'Connor, you know he's NCAA one. They bandy that around, don't they? That, you know, to us British people, we go, oh, yes, you know he's NCAA one. We don't really know. Obviously, that's high pedigree college wrestling, I presume. But it just sounds great to say that about someone, that they're NCAA one. You know, and also that I, one day that I'll be in a fight for the ages. You know, I, I dream of someone saying, like Christian O'Connor, you know, do you see what he did up in that car park that's outside Weatherspoons? Real fight at the ages. <laughs> I think he's NCAA one. At times when you leave his tomato sauce chicken. Um, no, I think that the, the NC, NC, what is it, NCAA one or whatever. Yeah, NCAA. I mean, it may, I may have misheard it. It might just be a road in America <laughs> and that, you know, they run down it and that's when they say he's NCAA one. It's like a training thing they go on together. I don't know. It might be a famous uh, cycling path. I don't know. Um, I don't okay. think even the Americans know what it is. <clears throat> and uh, other highlights this year. Who's your hero? Who's your villain, Samster? My hero is John Jones. What? Take a minute, absorb that, and I'll explain. Okay. So I feel like before before this year, DC was seen as a paper champion in many's eyes. Um, he, he, many didn't respect his amazing achievement and what he's done. And I feel like not only has Jones made DC an amazing, an amazingly better fighter who motivated him, so when he comes to fight Osmere, he's going to wipe him out the water. People Can you wipe someone out the water? How do you wipe someone out the water? What do they teach you now, literacy levels? He is going to wipe him out the water. I don't know how it's going to happen. He's going to be wiped out that water. There'll be no water left. <laughs> Maybe something new youth are up to now. I don't know. It's meow meow. Maybe it's a, I don't understand it. You know, it's a new, it's a new thing. It's a new dabbing or something. Wiping out the water. I don't know. <laughs> So I feel like Jones has brought out the best in DC, and I feel like he's in in, in that sort of respect. Yeah, so I can understand that. Jones. You know, all all sports yeah. need great rivalries, don't they? And you're right, DC Definitely. has grown through having to deal with his fights, his losses to only one guy, John Jones. And I think he looked. We saw what it was like in the cage. It was heartbreaking to see him just so visibly upset in himself when he had no reason to be. And that hug, that kiss on the head for John Jones. I could start crying now. I thought it was an amazing moment in there. And then he, he, he appeared to be just disappear for a week or two. Then he came back. And now to see him happy again, he's going to be back fighting in the new year. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's just quite an interesting one that John Jones is here. I guess what's hard about John Jones is it's so frustrating because it's heartbreaking for him and us fans is that he is one of the greatest that we may ever see in that sport. Dana said, didn't he? Biggest waste of talent in any sport. Yep, it's true. And it's true. Absolutely. And, and, and everyone said it. He, he did it. I don't think he needed that. I don't think he needed that advantage. It's so many natural, natural advantages. I can't see that making a difference. I guess you're also looking forward to seeing more of uh, OSP over in St. Peru next year as well, aren't you? I'm buzzing, Christian. I'm buzzing. <laughs> looking for the exclusive content all over it. <laughs> who's your villain of the year, then? If John Jones is your hero of the year, who's, who's your villain? This man starts as my hero of the year, and over the year he's become my villain of the year, and it's Conor McGregor. Wow. Okay, take us there. Why? Why? So up until I was so pumped for the Mayweather fight, I thought that was a brilliant thing. I thought Conor's going to get a big paycheck. Really good. Loved the build-up. After the loss, it hit a bit hard. Um, that sort of hurt. 
And now since what he's been doing, I don't know if the rumours are true about him partying, um, about him getting into bar fights. That's not He's the face of our sport. And that's not really the way that I want our sport to be represented. It's going back to, to the 90s where there's no rules and everyone sees MMA just cage fighting and hooligans. Whereas really, I think we've got one of the best sport, the best sport in the world. And Connor's not really showing that side of it. I true. He is our biggest star. He's one of the biggest stars in, in, in combat uh, fighting, to be honest. You know, boxing as well now because of uh, the fight this year. And uh, mm. if he's not careful, he's going to wipe himself out of the water. <laughs> he will. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I think you're right. He's in a dangerous situation right now. And you wonder, who has he got around him who's going to sit him down and go, look, you can't carry on like this. You, you know, you're going to have to sort yourself out because he's clearly enjoying his hard work, which is fair enough. Have you seen the Notorious documentary, which is now up on iTunes? Have you seen that yet? My dad's got it for me. I'm watching it tonight because I'm off. Well, so that, I, that's going to be fun. Do you know what? It's uh, when you watch that and they've got this ama- they've got so much amazing footage um, of him, even before he's in the UFC, him fighting, just him chatting, him in his little tiny bed sit with Dee before they were married. And then wow. you get a sense of his story. Forget about the last couple of months. It just it just reconnects you with where he was and what he managed to do and pull off this year. Yeah, he was outclassed. Of course he was going to be outclassed. When you look back now in hindsight, we really bought into a load of hype with that. I did. Me and Brian did. I know you did as well. And that's but it was a fun it was a fun thing to do. There's no shame in that. But when you watch that documentary, you will love it. It's an incredibly well made documentary, uh, with loads of great footage that you've never, never seen before. And you just hope that he can steady himself and he doesn't do what so many before him done when they just implode. You know, he's got over a hundred million that he's earned this year from from one fight. I guess it's hard for him not to want to enjoy that as well. It's 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 a it's a tough uh his choices that he makes in the next couple of months, I think, could define the rest of his uh, career. Absolutely. Even though he's my villain of the week, I still go back daily and watch, watch sort of, uh, you go on YouTube and you watch things about his story yep. and sort of motivational clips. That sounds right up my street, that film. Can't wait to watch that. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's sort of the, the type of thing that I love from Connor, it, it, how he made it from nothing. And, it, and it'd be a shame if he sort of does a Tyson... And, and loses it all. You're right, these next months are going to be very, uh, very important for him. And uh, who would you like to see him fight? If he comes back to the UFC, who would you love to see him get in the cage with uh, as his first sort of comeback fight for the UFC? Tony, no question about it. Tony Ferguson, that's all he can do. Snap, that's, no what, one that's else. what me and Brian said as well. That is El Kakui. Absolutely. And I don't know how well he fares. I mean, it, Ferguson never starts a fight well. No. He, he got hit quite a lot on his last fight when he started with Connor. Connor's a quick starter. I'm not sure if he can deal with his accuracy, but El Kakui is so well rounded, and I just don't think Connor's going to be able to deal with that. I tell you, wasn't it great seeing Eddie Alvarez looking back sharp as well? Uh, that, that just recently to, as well in the UFC, I thought he looked brilliant. Uh, Aldo and Alvarez are both sort of fallen under the the trap of being beaten by Conor McGregor on a big stage. Yeah. And that's defined their careers. And and if you mention their names, you give it, oh, that's the one that got knocked out by Conor in 13 seconds. Or that was the one that got knocked out by Conor when he won his second belt. So I think it's really cool for the, the new fans to see what a monster Alvarez is.
Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, I don't know whether he got just uh, locked into the sort of that hype, the tractor beam that he sort of just it sucks people into his world, doesn't he? Gets in their head. Conor McGregor uh, did do against their Alvarez. All right, though, so listen, so what What would you love to happen? One other, one other big thing that you'd love to happen next year in the UFC, what would it be? Oh, oh that's exciting. I would like more weight classes. Really? What, such as? So I'd like a, for people like Khabib, I'd like a maybe like a 165. Um, so, so the the weight cut, you're still going to get lots of weight cutting, but they don't weight cut as much. Mr. Beeb almost killed himself last time he did that. Yeah, I mean, there's and been a, there's been a lot really... of very drastic uh, weight cutting. People pulling out on fights is clearly an issue now, isn't it? And maybe they do need some sort of catch weights. Yeah, I don't know how they do it, but they've got to solve weight cuts, and that's got to be the first thing. And probably less money fights, less super fights. That'd be my two. All right, awesome. Well, listen, we will speak to you again in the new year. Have a great Christmas and New Year, Samstone. Well done, all your great work this year as well. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. Urs, take care. Urs. Be careful not to wipe yourself out of the water. Always am. Take care, buddy. Bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.